Welcome to Believe Right, the weekly radio ministry of Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic, originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA. Thank you for joining us as we look into the anointed Word of God and learn how it applies to our lives today. Jesus is alive and is healing, blessing, delivering, and changing lives, all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. The one thing I've noticed both about Daniel and Joseph is they were highly favored and betrayed, and they never took up arms against the people that violated them. I thought, what great character to have that attitude. Light exposes his operation, right? Jesus said, I am the light of the world, right? In John 8, 12. I am the light of the world, and he that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. See, you can live in the light. You can follow him and live in light. I was just standing here thinking, that's how Dr. John named his church originally Light of Life. That's the scripture for it, when it was Light of Life before they changed the name. That was the foundation scripture. I am the light of the world. I like repeating good things. Let's just repeat that. <laughs> I am the light of the world. He that follows me, Jesus said, shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. In Matthew 5, 14, Jesus said, we're the light of the world like he was. Now you think about that. The devil needs exposed, but you can't expose him through negotiation. He must be exposed through prayer. You cannot expose the devil with, by negotiating with people. You must expose the devil by prayer. How many of you have tried to enlighten somebody to your wit's end and pulled what little hair you had out left? You know, <laughs> because you couldn't get them to see what you wanted them to see. And I believe this with my whole heart. There are things that just don't happen without fasting and prayer. And that's what it takes to get people out of predicaments that they're in. So God gave the church ministry gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. That is part of the solution. Why? Because they need build up to do the work of the ministry, don't they? My goodness, how can people do it without help? The ministry gifts are put there not to do it for you. They're to help you along, but each of you have your own battles. And when you're young, I used to say this, when you're young in the Lord, you pull people behind your shield of faith. But as they mature, you start to expose them to the enemy so they can learn what it is to fight back without you. Because if not, the apostle could never leave and start another church. He could, the, the world would do without his gift because he would have to stay to protect people. And so he couldn't pioneer other works. And even the pastor could not possibly pastor more than a 50 or 80 or 100 people unless somebody else learns to fight too. Well, so if it's not true, if, if that doesn't work, the church will have to be small enough so the pastor can cover everybody and the kingdom of God does not expand. So no matter what gift you are, you have to train people to be warriors, but that only comes from being disciples. If you're not a disciple, you won't learn to fight. You'll just get beat up while you're trying. Jesus said, go make disciples, not just believers. I've said this to you before. 
that if you have a believer's convention, lots of people will go, and it's great. I've been to them. I enjoy them. But a disciple's convention is different. Because to, to go to a believer's convention, you, you're, you're kind of like on an equal plane with everybody there. But when you become a disciple, you have to be under somebody, so it changes all the mindset. Does that make sense to you all? So, uh, you know, I, I personally believe that, you know, have you ever heard saying grassroots? I think the grassroots of the church are the, are the houses, the homes. You know, I think your homes are the grassroots of this church. Now, I could preach, 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 but you are the root system. And what goes on in your house really matters. It's who you are at home that, right, this sounds so bad. But how can you go take people up when they're not up? You can take them up, but they got to let go of their old life to do it, which means at home is where you got to do that. Your victories are at the house. I'm real big on personal victory. And if your house won't listen, you better have some victory yourself. If I always say, if you can't tell yourself what to do, you're not going to win. You have to be able to tell yourself what to do first, and then you're allowed to be able to work with others. So... Uh, the home is the foundation of society. I believe if there was a chart, you know, I, you know, the people's always making charts. I wonder if they ever made one, but I bet you if you made one to what happened to the family, the, the morals of society would be in sync with it. Only the family chart would be a little bit ahead and behind it would be the degradation of society, the degradation of society right behind it. I think if you had two lines, you know how they do one blue, one red, I think the red one would be going down first, that would be the family, and society would be going down behind it because the family has deteriorated. The reason the devil can do what he does is because he's gone after the family so hard to destroy the family, to destroy society, because even Abraham, who was a phlegmatic, nice personality for the most part, when somebody uh, got in trouble, he became a warrior and went and got them because he was a patriarchal leader. I'm not going to go there, but when you steal the patriarchal leadership, you steal the protection, you steal the order, you steal the principle, and everybody becomes vulnerable. So if the devil wants to attack a society, he has to get the men out. And, you know, I know you know this, when, when people take over military, they kill the men and do what they want to the women. I mean, that's pretty much how it goes. They kill the men. So the devil's desire is to kill the men because he knows if he can kill them, he can kill the family and society, but that's different. They couldn't trap Daniel by his character. Isn't it interesting how your character has to be really good? God can't defend your bad character. Isn't that something? He can't do it. He can cover it while you're learning, but he can't defend it. Many of us want vindicated of things that we cause, but that's not how it works. He just comes out, he just covers it while he's working with the people. He keeps you at a low profile. Now, this is the best thing I can tell you this morning. If you didn't get nothing and I just quit right here. This is what I love about God. It's kept me alive. It, he keeps you at a low, a low profile so he don't lose you in the battle. See, when your character don't match your calling, he holds you down till you change. Safest thing you could ever have happen to you is not succeed when you want to. There isn't a safer place. He holds you down to keep you from getting shot in the head because you don't have your helmet on. So he waits till he works on your character 
Because he needs soldiers, but he loves you. And he's not, you're his son too, and he's not going to lose you. So he protects you till you undergo the process. It's so good and so safe. That's what I loved about the system. When I figured that out, I felt very safe and have enjoyed the safety of God. He can't defend, he, but he can defend a righteous stance on his word. Let him work in you so he can use you at a high level. Let him forge your character so you can soar with the eagles. They couldn't trap him by his character. You know, this is just an insight. You know your character's a mess when you spend all your time trying to control an environment to make somebody else look bad. I said that at a big stand, but I'll say it again. You know your character's a mess when you spend time trying to control an environment to make somebody else look bad. That's scary. Them people are scary. That's a political problem. That's politics. And you know how politics are. Watch a TV. Daniel is now in a political situation. Dangerous place to be. They couldn't trap him on his character. Much like today, they legislated to trap him. They changed the laws or added to them. Can you not see that's what's happening to our nation? Is they're trying to eliminate prayer. They're eliminating this. They're, they're legislating against us to trap us, to call us transgressors. Much like today, they changed the laws and they passed that 120 people coup, whatever it was, that's a small group compared to the nation. Passed, got a law passed by Darius the king and had him sign it that said nobody is allowed to ask any, a man or a, a god or anybody a question for 30 days except... King Darius. You talk about a legal trap. We can't trap him, so let's write a new law to catch him. Can't trap him in his character, it's too good. They used the political system against a righteous man. Hmm. He was in their way. You know what I've noticed about the devil? Remember when Jezebel used Ahab's authority to get done what he wanted? You remember when the Pharisees used the Roman government to kill Jesus? When that stuff starts, it's dangerous. When they start using politics to trap you, you need help. You need God's help, man. Amen. The leaders were going to use the king's authority to trap Daniel and the king too. Because the king didn't know. Remember this. King Darius took over Babylon, but he didn't know about Daniel's uh, interpretation of the stump. He didn't know about the three men in the fire. He didn't know that Nebuchadnezzar ate dirt and come back. He didn't know it. So he don't know Daniel. He just knows Daniel's a really good man. I tell you the truth. I figure if them 120 folk knew how good Daniel was and what God did for him, they probably wouldn't have done that. Because that's a, if you knew somebody's history, you know, he slew the lion, slew the bear. David, David had a reputation. He said, he, David or Saul slain his thousand, but David is tens of thousands. They didn't know Daniel's reputation. I imagine they would have left him alone. But they trapped a king, and they wrote a petition, and the poor king signed it. Daniel chapter 6, 7 and 9. 
And all the presidents of the, king, and the, of the kingdom and the governors and the princes and the counselors and the captains. Boy, that's a lot. Do you realize how, what a big coup of people that is to try to take a man out? Consulted together to establish a royal statue and to make it a firm decree. Whoops, I'm in the, yeah, I'm in the right place. That whosoever ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save thee, O king, he shall be cast into the lion's den. You know what I thought was interesting? First they set up the law, but then they set up the punishment at the same time. You talk about a scheme. Like you'd think that would be two different groups, you know, but it's not. They set it up so they could kill him. Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. In chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John, God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other means than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.mfcministries.net. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.mfcministries.net. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283. That number again, 001-304-292-7283. Or write MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich again next week at this time, here on this station, for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right. <music>